Clap for her. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I believe that God has brought us here to teach us and say a few things to us. Amen. And um, I believe that whenever we come to church, we must believe that God will speak to us and tell us something personal. Don't listen to me. Now, I want to start by sharing with you on fight for commitment. Say fight for commitment. Hallelujah. Now, you see, many of us are in the church and are, are leaders. I, I also want to thank the Lord for um, my, my pastor, Bishop Dan. Put your hands together for him. I mean... I am what I am today because of what, what he's taught me. Hallelujah. And um, I'm coming to share with you from the books that he has written. Is it a good idea? So I'm going to share with you from this book called The Mega Church. Now, I came with some books there. And um, I, they are being sold at a discounted price, 50% discount. Is it a good idea? I thought you would clap for me. <laughs> clap for me. Hallelujah. So with the exception of um, Art of Leadership and Church Growth, the others are all 20 Ghana City. Is a good idea. And then the church go and allergies are 30 Ghana City. Amen. I mean, there are more than that. Some of them are 70 and above. But I, 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 I want, to, want to just be a blessing to you. Say amen. Now, there are many of us in the church, and um, we, we claim we are leaders. I hope I can walk around. <laughs> we claim we are leaders, and we claim we are members, but we are not committed. And you see, many of us can, cannot see what God wants to do in your life if you don't become committed. Now, if you have a baby, now, that baby cannot become a president of a country. Do you know why? Because it's still a baby. Now, that baby must grow up, go to school, and become a president, true or false. So many of you are in the church, and, and because you are not committed, you are, you are not becoming anything in God. You see, many of us also are happy with the, the number of years we have been Christians. When I ask some of you, you have been Christians for Two decades, 20 years. So, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian for 20 years. Some of you, 15 years. But you see, what have you become? If you thank God for a church like this, and a pastor like Reverend Smiler, who will bring you to such a meeting like this, I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> and, 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 and you see, we, we must also appreciate God for giving us the leader that he has given us. You understand me? Now, many of us do not appreciate the pastors that we have. Do you see? And it's easy for you to be like, wow. Yeah, but it's true. If you appreciate the pastor that you have, you will do what the church tells you to do. <laughs> yeah. Many of us, how many have you not been told? Well, we've, not, we've not done it. But you see, I'm saying that you will not become what God wants you to become if you don't become committed. So you will be in a church, you will call yourself a leader, but you will not arrive at God's, God, God's blessing for your life. Hallelujah. And you see, before I talk about commitment, I want to talk about permanence. Now, before you can even be talking about commitment, many of you are not permanent. It's like you don't have a permanent mind. Do you understand? You see, as you have come, come for such a meeting, you must open up your mind for God to speak to you. Do you understand? You see, you, you, must, you, must, you, must, you must thank God that when you come to church, you hear a personal word from God to you. Let me tell you a story. How many li like stories? Now, there was a certain guy and he, when he will come to church, he will always go to the pastor and say, Pastor, I like the way you were preaching. I like the way you were blasting them. Pastor, blast, I give you permission, blast them more. And every time, he is blast them. So the pastor named him Mr. Blast them in his head. <laughs> every time, blast them. Every time. But you see, so the pastor was saying, so when, when will it be this guy's turn? So one day something happened. It rained. It rained cats and dogs, snakes, lions, lizards, everything. And the only person who came to church was this brother, blast them. So that day, the service was between the pastor and the brother. It was like a Samoan and an empty goal post. How many think that he will score the goal? Oh, that day, the title of, of, of the message was, was you. And he said, pastors, if you see Reverend Smiler, he has secret information about you that you don't know. Either somebody told him or he had had a word of knowledge. So when we see you, the church member, there are things that come into our heads. True or false? Even you don't you have thoughts about people. As I'm standing here, some of you have certain thoughts about me as I'm standing here. <laughs> so pastor was preaching you and he started. 
So that day, you know, as they were leading prayer, the guy had to shout because there was nobody in the church. So he had to shout so that they, they would feel okay. That they, I mean, so when he came to the word of God, pastor came to stand in front of him. And he started preaching. You are a hypocrite. <laughs> you are a bad man. I, I mean, the message was direct. So this one, he can't dodge. So at the point of the message, then he bowed on his head. Then he was tapping his feet. Then the message ended. Then pastor went back to the back of the pulpit, waiting for him to come as usual. That day, it took a long time, but the guy still went there. When he went, the guy, the guy said, Pastor, with his head bowed. Do you remember the story about, about the publican and, and the Pharisee that Christ told us that, you know, the publican didn't lift up his head. The guy was like that one. His head was bowed down. He said, Pastor, you have never preached like this before. But, you know, I, I've been telling you, you're a very good preacher. You, you didn't believe me. He said, today as you were preaching, something wonderful happened. Angel Gabriel came down when you were preaching. And Angel Michael too said, listen, he cannot be left out of what is happening. So, Angel Michael joined Angel Gabriel when you were preaching today. And he said, Pastor, if they had only come, they will be blessed. <laughs> Then the pastor said, hey, this guy is beyond redemption. <laughs> this guy cannot be saved. This guy, and you see, many of us, we are like that. When we come to church, we, we think about them. So as I'm talking about commitment, you are like, oh, that guy didn't come. But you see, God wants to address your situation. He wants to talk to you. That's why, you see, many Christians don't change. So you will have a church and have a pastor who will be preaching against fornication. And you know you're a fornicator, but you see, when they say it, you say, you know, me, my own is, is, is just, just some youthful, youthful uh, something. It's not, but it's your quality fornication. Uh, you, 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 call, you, you don't call the thing fornication, but it's fornication that you are committing. So when we talk about lies, you are, you are here and you have been lying for five years and you're a Christian, but when we say lies, you say, you know, my, mine is just some, some, you know, little foxes that spoil, you know that verse, eh? so it's not lies, it's just the little foxes that spoil the vine. You know, one day I had a brother who, who was given to alcohol. You know, he said, listen, something must kill somebody one day. So this what maybe will kill me. Look at, how can a Christian talk like that? So you see, we are in the church and we don't change you. We were here preaching. That's why John the Baptist was, was insulting him that you are vipers. He said you are snakes because he, you must be able to see what God is telling you. So as I'm giving the topic already, you, are, you have exempted yourself that, you know, I, I, it's not me, it's about that. But meanwhile, you're not committed. If you are committed, we must see, see something in your life. Uh, many of us are leaders and we don't have any fruit. You are in the church and you are happy with, with, with the title, but no fruit. No, there's no human being that you have brought to God to show. Even the only letter you want a soul. You can't even remember. So as, as I'm talking, you must, you must receive something for yourself. And don't, don't be saying that you know, eh, it's for them. It's for you. God is talking to you. Ah, I'm not here. Who should God speak to? Clap your hands for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So, so I'm saying that many of us are, and you see, if we want this church to grow, eh, the building blocks of a mega church are committed people. I'm telling you, and you see, that, and you see if you look at Reverend Smiler, I mean, he's one of our best examples, it's a good idea. I mean, he, he can be where he is today because he's been committed to God. So before you see that we are called pastors, you feel that when we were born, eh, our mother, mothers pushed us, and they also pushed a Bible. You, dear, we are, but you see, it's our commitment that has made us pastors today. I didn't have a dream to remember a pastor. I had other plans. But you see, as we've been committed to God, we have become pastors. You see, at a point, eh, being a pastor is the next thing to do. I'm telling you, at a point, like the next thing to do is to become a pastor. That's all. So when we talk about uh, pastor, then you, you, your belief, you know, belief, belief, belief comes. Like, you know, I, I, I have to be called. I have to hear a voice, my son. Listen, it, it, it's a nice thing at a point. Eh, if we can all become Christians, eh, we all become pastors. Yeah, I mean, what did Christ do? Christ, and you see, we are called Christians, isn't it? Yeah, and you see, if you are a Christian, you will preach. Yeah, you will preach. You, you, you evangelize. I was preaching somewhere and I asked the people that, you know, what's the last time they won a soul? Then I said, okay, let me help you. In 2017, did you win a soul? None of them had won a soul. Christians. That's why today the fastest growing religion is not Christianity. It's the other religions. 
Yeah, you see Christians who don't win souls. Yeah, that's why we must thank God for Reverend for organizing such a meeting like this so that we can come and hear on how we can be committed. <laughs> Say amen. Now, what if you are building your house and then every day you lay 100 blocks and then when you come in the morning, 70 has been removed. How will you feel? I mean, your building will progress by to go at a very slower rate through of us. And that's how it is when you have Christians and people who are not committed in the church. We can, we can, we can have 1,000 members in this church. We can have seven services right here if, if you work. Many of you don't do anything. You are just happy with... And you see, I'm not, I'm not talking about being a chorister or an usher or a money counter. Christ didn't cast money. He was a Christian. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. So when I say working for God, don't, don't think about usher. I'm talking about something, something higher. Say amen. So I'm saying that if we want to build a big church, everybody must, must work. Hallelujah. And you see, many church members make the pastors suffer. Because all the load is on your pastor. But you see, we are on a campaign eh, to join our pastor to build a mega church. Hallelujah. So I'm going to share with you 25 reasons why we must have a mega church in East Legon. Say amen in the, in the next session. But I'm talking to you about how you can be committed. And you see, if you look at your life, eh, you're committed to some, something else. Let's think about your job. Eh, some of you, you leave the home at 4 a.m. Eh, and you, you put your poor children in your car. Eh, and you give them breakfast in the car. You give you mixed meal in the car. You, you put milk in. Everything is done in the car. And the children are sleeping. Just because you want to beat traffic. I mean, the, the, the commitment that we exhibit towards our job. Eh? If God can get 1% of it, we'll become a better church than we are today. <laughs> Some of you, school. School. I mean, you can study. When you're even sleeping, you put your legs in water. <laughs> so that you don't sleep. But God doesn't have that from you. All that God has from you is that you know God is there. I mean, he's there. So anytime, but you see, God is not really. One day you will die. And you see, one day Bishop Oedipo was, was, in, um, was in school. He was, he was in a teacher training college. And he was preaching to the students. Then one, one of his lecturers came to tell him that, listen, you can't be preaching here. You're a student. He said, sir, hold it. He said, I am, I am a part-time student and a full-time Christian. Yeah. And see, you, you, you see, look at his life today. You were a student then. And you see, your job eh, is not supposed to be taking all your time home. Some of you, your job is the reason why you can't serve God. And when you ask, you have reasons in your head that you know, my job. Some of you don't even come for weekday service. And you are a leader, but you don't come for weekday service. And you have told yourself that oh, it's the traffic. And, and God has mistakenly given you a car. I'm telling some, some people like he has given you a car and, and you tell us that you know, Reverend, you know, traffic. You know, when I look at the traffic, and you are not serious. And you are not a messenger in the office. Oh. Eh? The things you want to do, you ask permission, you do them, true or false. But when it comes to God, God, yeah, He's there. We are not committed. And, and, and that is why our churches are not growing because we are full of Christians who are looking for money. That's all. Yeah. See, if that thing is pinching you, sister or brother, receive it. Receive it and change. That's why Christians don't change today. Go and you know someone. Man, if it's pinching you like that, just what a guy is saying is true. Tell you, I have to change. And you change. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, we can have five services in this church. We can have it. We can start in the morning and close somewhere late in the afternoon. We can have it. Now, if you work, if you work, that's why we are on a campaign. Now, we are going to have a mega church right here. You know, when you go to East Legon now, where we are, Allied Oil, the Trinity Road, that's where we are now. We have about 5,000 people there every Sunday morning. 5,000, yes. And it's a new cathedral. It's not an old one. Kodesh is there, all the ones there. But this one is a new one that we built. 5,000 people right there. Now, we have a vision of building 10,000 this year. He was telling us last week that he's going to add 2,000 more chairs to the 5,000 chairs, so it will be 7,000. So we can push, push ourselves there, then, so we get a new place. Yeah. 
You are not working. That's, that's why the church is not growing. Say amen. So I want to show you four types of commitments that you can exhibit in a church like this. How many want to know? Now the first one. Number one. Are you there? Number one, fair weather. Fair weather. Weather is fair. I mean, fair, fair weather. Fair weather commitment. F-A-I-R. Fair. Fair weather commitment. Now, Proverbs 19, verse 4. Proverbs 19, verse 4. Are you there? Now, wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. Say amen. Now, can I give an advice? If there is something that you, you, you should pray against, eh? pray that you don't become poor. Hmm? When you become poor, you don't have friends. Eh? But also that if the poor man, eh, if his neighbor disowns him, that, can you see the verse? Eh? The, 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 the neighbor separates himself from the poor man. And you see, Africa, Africa have been receiving things for years, and we are still poor. So if you are here and you like receiving, 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 it, make, it will make you poor. Some of you like borrowing money. As you sit down here, you are owing plenty money. Bible says that the, the, the servant, the, the borrower is, is a servant to the lender. You know, James McEwan, the founder of the Pentecost Church, told, told his pastors that a white man is not somewhere that you should go for money from. Yeah, he said a white man will tie you on, 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 the, on the tread of his apron if you borrow money from him. Yeah, what the he gives to a That's what today you should look at. They, they are very established. They don't borrow. Because he was a white man himself. You understand? And some of you, you have, the, you have a beggarly face, no beggarly face. When we see you, it's like you want something. Oh, let me see, you want money. And the way you talk, you know, you know, Pastor, you know, I don't know what I'm going to eat at home. There's no food at home. That, that kind of talk is a beggarly kind of talking. You're a beggar. You might as well go and sit at the rooster and start begging. Huh? So don't become poor. Say amen. And, and you see, for, for you to, 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 to have, you must do things that will make you have. Do you understand? Yeah, many of us, we are in a church, but we are always begging. You know, I have a, a, a friend. One day, I, I, was, I was there, and then he sent me a message. He's a, he's a Nigerian. Then he, he told me that, you know, he, he's a, he was living in Cote d'Ivoire with his wife. And he said, he's in Nigeria now. I mean, after a long time of not hearing from him, I felt that he was going to say hello to me, you know, how am I doing, you know. So I was happy chatting with him. Lo and behold, he said, you know, I am stuck in Nigeria. And I was like, ah, is Nigeria not where you come from? You know, you know, the money I came with here, the money is almost finished, and I need money to renew my papers. I mean, I started chatting, and then I was like, I mean, I have to stop chatting. You see, you see when, you, when, you, when you're a beggar, eh? people don't like talking to you. Maybe you don't know, but I'm telling you. If you're a beggar, it's like when we see you, you have to ask for money. People don't like talking, because when they talk to you, you know, you say you want money. <laughs> So at the point, I had to stop, stop the child because they have asked me for money. Do you understand? Yeah. So, so don't be a beggar. It's when you are poor, even your mind doesn't work well when you are poor. <laughs> One day, I, 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 I had some, some refugees from a certain country who were supposed to go back to their country after, after their country regained peace. They said they won't go. They said, we want to be refugees. We want to be, this is a poor man talking. Say, we don't want to go back. We want to be refugees. He's a poor man. So when you are poor, your man doesn't even work correct. So I'm saying that if, if there's a prayer, you should pray that you don't become poor. Do you understand? Bible is saying that when, when, you, when wealth added or maketh many friends. So when, when you have money, you have friends. The prodigal son, when he came out, he had friends who prostitutes, different people became his friends suddenly because he had money. Uh, money is spiritual. Bible says that when goods increase, they are also increase them that is them. So when you, when, when you, when you receive your salary, eh, there are certain things that rise up. 
You know, one day I went somewhere to go and preach. And after the preaching, somebody gave me an offering. So I said, oh, God bless you. I mean, one, one of my members. Now, another member's face was feeling very sad. So I was like, oh, sister, what's wrong? He said, oh, her tooth, her tooth. I said, oh, okay, but how much money will you need to cure that toothache? Can it be that she mentioned the amount of money that I've been giving? <laughs> I mean, the same amount, no, no less, the, the same amount that I've been giving, US dollars, she said, she said, <laughs> she said she would need, need that amount then I said, sister, then I told myself in my head, listen, you are joking, I'll never give you. I said, sister, I've got you. I'll never, I, I said, I have my wife and my, my, my children at home. I said, you're joking. Then I said, sister, lift up your hand. Father, I pray, bless her. In the name of Jesus, you are healed in Jesus' name. I said, I'll see you later. When you have money, there are things that some of when you have money, your desires for fried rice comes up. It, it, there are things. Money is spiritual. So Bible says that wealth it, it, it added or make many friends. If you look at um, 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 our ex presidents, you know you not be receiving many goods by now. I mean, nobody will remember even on his birthday. You have few goods. The new one will have plenty, but the old ones they have supposed till it becomes zero. Yeah. Because the thing called wealth, it added me. So you see, when, when you are in a church and you, 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 you are a fair weather type of a committed person, what is that? You are committed because things are okay. You see, when money, so if you have a friend and the friend knows you when you have money, he's a bad friend. It's that like when you don't have money, we are not friends. And you see, many, many wives are bad wives. Yeah, bad, bad wives who, who, who are not cultured. When your husband doesn't have money, you start misbehaving. When the money comes, you start smiling. You are a bad wife. I shouldn't say it. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. So many of you, you are, you are only committed eh, when things are okay. You are here because things are okay. You are here because you don't have things to do. If you have things to do, you will not be here. And you see, you cannot serve God with that such a behavior. You cannot be a Christian and be in a church and say you're a leader with such a behavior. You cannot do that. Are you listening to me? Yeah, so you can't be here and then you are committed only when things are okay. And you see, life, eh, life is, life, you don't have things, things on the road, road of battle. I mean, there are things that will happen in life. Yeah, I know one sister. She, when, when, when she has funeral or she has an engagement, she doesn't go to church. The old pastor, you know, have an engagement. Pastor Hafuna, you're a bad Christian. Yeah. Are you listening to me? So the first step is when you are committed, when things are okay. And you see, the, the gospel that we have today, people have died for you to get to you. I'm telling you, people have died. Or people were crucified upside down. And people have sacrificed for the gospel to come to you and for you to be saved. Somebody saved you. But many of us are selfish Christians who don't care about anybody. I'm telling you, that, that when, you, when you became saved, can you show me somebody that you have brought to God? Since you became saved, how many people have you brought to God? Meanwhile, you, you are somebody's fruits. When, when I, I see you, I see you are, you are very smallest fruit, but where are your fruits? So we, we cannot be committed to God when things are okay. Like, hey, things are okay, we are happy. No, that, that's not how life is. Life is more complicated than that. Say amen. May you be healed of being a pharaoh, that type of uh, Christian. Say amen. May you be healed of that. Yeah. Hey, you, you only come to church on Sunday. Eh? After Sunday, we don't see you. See, what type of a leader comes to church only on Sundays? You see, sometimes I say, listen, you have to. And even coming late. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes you have to tell yourself the truth. Though. See, the, if, you don't, if you don't love the truth, you don't go far. Are you listening to me? You must love the truth. That what type of a Christian are you that uh, you don't come to church on a weekday? That you, you only come on Sunday? What, what type of Christian are you? you see, nobody should tell you. You should tell yourself the, the truth that I'm a bad Christian. I'm telling you that you, you, dear, Sunday, Sunday, dear, so Pastor, you know, Sunday when I come, I'll stay here until we close, but weekday I can't come. You're a bad Christian. 
Yeah, bad one. And the weekday, some of you see, you, you forget about, about this church eh, as soon as Sunday service ends. Yeah, that time you remember that you have a church called Yahweh Temple is when you are going to iron your shirt or your, 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 your dress for service. I mean, what kind of Christian are you? You can't go far. When, 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 when somebody is on a church the whole week old, and you, just Sunday, you're not, you're not serious. No wonder God can't do anything with you. Many of us are useless to God, I'm telling you. You are there, but you are useless. Of no use. You are just sitting down there. God can't use you to do anything. Yeah. You know, I always tell people when I come to a church like this that the only person I'm afraid of is the pastor who brought me here. I'm not afraid of you. I'm telling you before you feel that I'm afraid of you. Yeah, I'm not afraid of you at all. So when I feel that you're a bad Christian, I'll tell you that you're a bad Christian. And you must smile at me and receive it and change. And clap your hands for the Lord. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't serve God when, when, when everything is okay. I mean, that's what long life is. You can't do that. You can't do that. You, you see, some, some Christian wives, eh, they've cornered and they've imprisoned some Christian men. Eh, and they are wicked towards the man. Wicked. Because you know the man can't go anywhere. So you are wicked towards the man. You cook when you want to cook. Yeah, these are Christian girls. They don't know how to cook. Yeah. Some of you, you have a nice face, but you can't cook. <laughs> you, you, you won't cook. You, you shan't cook. You, you couldn't cook. Everything you won't cook. You can only cook for your husband when, when he gives you chop money. The days of giving chop money has passed, though, sister. It is past. You are the one who doesn't know. It's past long time. Who brought you up? Who counseled you? Hey, he didn't give me money, so I'm not, you're a bad wife. You cook all the time. Not sometimes when there's money. You're a bad wife. Ah, you see a wife who doesn't cook. I mean, you're not, you're not serious. And he said, because the man is a Christian man, eh, he can't complain. He has to sit down there and suffer. <laughs> One day, Bishop went to somebody's house, eh, and the guy has become a scavenger, always eating bananas. <laughs> because you won't cook. Hey! But may God heal us from being fair with our committed members. <laughs> Amen. Listen, after this meeting, I see you becoming committed. I'm telling you, you are, you are going to become committed like never before. And listen, let me tell you something. We are not working forever in Smile Now that we're working for, for Dr. Tabim. We are, you see, you are not, you see, they, they will answer for themselves. You see, they, they will not even be able to answer for you. They are doing their best to answer to God. So you to do your best so you can answer to God. I'm telling you, so if we are building a church, we are all supposed to also build and not be saying that we are working for a man. The money you're working for. <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah, so I'm saying that do some, the Bible says it that Revelation 4 verse 14 verse 13 that blessed are those that die in the Lord and lo, their works will follow them. What can follow you from this world eh, to the next world is what you do for God, not your job. So today, you change that mentality. You see, your job is just an arrangement to help you to survive on this, in this world. Though, so you can serve God. And God gave you the job. I said, God gave you the job. The job that has made you into an unbeliever. And you see, many of us, because we are not serving God, we have become sinners. What God has saved us from, we are sinning. Because, you see, instead of serving God, we are not serving God. So you see people in offices who are, who are, who are champions of corruption. Yeah, and then some of them are pastors. I'm telling you, they are champions of, of corruption. It's, it's, because they will not work for God. So I'm saying that your job is just an arrangement that God has given you so they can survive in this world, so they can serve him. Say amen. So from today, you are a full, full-time Christian. I said you are a full-time Christian and a part-time accountant or a part-time banker or a part-time student. Hallelujah. And see, if you don't learn it, you, you, you'll be surprised. There are many people who are waiting, eh, who you can, you are, you, you are the one who can bring them to church. But after this, this meeting, eh, I see you coming to church with people. I'm telling you, some of you come with buses to this church. How many believe it? 
Yeah, we are moving into a place where we are all going to work for God. Hallelujah. How many believe it? Put your hands together for the Lord. Now, number two. Situational friendship commitments is the second one. Situational friendship commitment. Amen. I hear. Now, in, in this type of commitment, people are committed to God based on a situation. Now, how many of you have friends who were in school? You are in school, but three, you don't, you are not your friends today. Give me a wave. Like, you, you are your friends in school, but now they are not your friends anymore. Now, the, what was making you friends then was because you were in the same class. Maybe you were in S1. Because you were in S1. You are all sitting in the same class. And every time you meet the person, the person is your friend. But after school, there's, the condition doesn't exist anymore. True or false. But there, I'm sure there are people you don't see, but they are still your friends. True or false. But you see, in this type of commitment, people are committed to God based on a situation. Like many of you. You are only committed because your house is not far from here. Yes. You, you, you see this? See this? These two, two vehicles. Yeah, this one is called AD 911 in Liberia. Yeah, it's called AD 911. It's, it's a car. When you move with this thing for like five minutes, you are in church. Even two minutes. That's why we see that you are committed and, and you are all always around. But you see, what is me committed? Your house is just here. Yeah? When we say go to Ashalebotu and go and start the church, we will see what you will tell us. Yeah, you know, Reverend, that pays far, far, you know, it's far from my house, you know, I don't want to pay transport. You're, 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 you're a situation of a committed person. In a situation. Yeah. Some of you are here because you need money from Reverend after church. <laughs> and he has promised you that when you come for this meeting, after the meeting, I'll give you money. So you are here, but you are here waiting for the money after church. Yeah. That's why I see Bible study, you must examine your heart and see whether you are in the faith. Not God or you. Some of you, Reverend pays your child's school fees. So you have calculated that, hey, when, when I'm not committed, there will be no school fees. So we see that you are committed by it because she's paying your school fees, your child's school fees. That's why you are here. Yeah. But it's amazing you must ask yourself questions. That's why I see Christians don't last. You see the person today, you don't see the person tomorrow. But there were other things that were working, not the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you, if a new church starts around here, that will be your last day in this church. Because you like new churches. <laughs> new church, new church. So let's go and see what is there. And I'll be here, I'm not seeing. Let me go and see my new, let me go and see what's about to happen. Some of you are, you are a church prostitute. This is your seventh church. And as you sit down in the church, you are still n- not sure. You, don't, you are not sure whether you are going to be here forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> situation. So what situation is controlling your commitment? What situation? Check, check yourself. Check yourself. Some of you, 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 you came here because your mother is a church member here. So as, when they are coming to church, they put me in the car and they bring me back. You don't know whether you are a member here or not. It's just your mother that your father brings you here. <laughs> situation. But you see, we can't serve God based on a situation. No? What about if it changes? What will you do? God is looking for people who will serve him not based on a particular situation. Some of you, you have told God that God, if you don't give me my blessings this year, I'm out of this church. And it's in your head. Say, God, you know, I'm, I'm marking the time. If you don't give me, I'm going to, to another church. I will not be here. It's a situation. See, you can't, see, God, God is God, whether he answers your prayer or not. It's God. Are you listening to me? God is God. It's not your small request. You can't say that because that you will go. Go. He will still be God. Yeah, God doesn't have to explain himself to you or please you. He's God. Hallelujah. So God wants people in this church who will rise up and serve him whether it's raining or it's not raining. He wants to be there all the time. Hallelujah. And you see, look at the way we go to work. When it's raining, you do sit in your house. But when it's raining, you say, I can't come to church. You, when the weather even changes, you don't come. I'm telling you. 
I mean, you, you can't be a serious Christian if, if, if weather changing affects your church attendance. You can't be serious. You see leaders who also don't come for all meetings. Eh? They choose what to come for. You're a bad leader and you're a Judas. Yeah, I'm telling you, Judas didn't come for, Judas chose for some meeting and he came for, he didn't come for every meeting. <laughs> yeah, and when you do that, then Satan can use you easily. Yeah. Say amen. amen. As you have come here plenty, do you come for your meetings like that? Answer me, do you come like that? Yeah, somebody you don't come, you give me reasons. And you see, listen, the reasons you give us, eh, it's, not, it's not like we are happy with it. Just like, you, see, you see, that's why you see, God looked at you and gave you the pastor he gave you. Yeah. Because he knew how stubborn you were. That's why I'm giving you a stubborn pastor to control you. Amen. Yeah. I'm telling you, and you see, many of you, you have, you have to accept the gift that God gave you. Accept, is it, accept the pastor. You don't have to like him. You have to accept him because God gave him to you. Say amen. amen. Uh, which one of you have, have, have asked God why he gave you your mother? That God, why did you give my mother? Eh, I want another mother. Is that what you told God? In fact, when you were born, she would tell you that I am your mother. And that, that's it from that day. Two of us. So why are you questioning your, why God has given you your pastor? That's why the Bible says that every, every, let every soul be subject. Romans 13 verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher power. So reverence the higher power. It will be subject to him. You know, one day a certain guy was talking and he said that, if he's to come back to this world, he will not want to be born in Jamestown. <laughs> he said, Jamestown has made him suffer. Even a type of parents. I mean, Jamestown, you know the type of parents you get. Maybe your father may be a fisherman or something. He said, when, if he's to come back again, and it is in his mother's womb, eh, and they are pushing him in the hospital, and he hears, Mommy, Kenwa. <laughs> he will say, Jamestown season two. I will not come. He will go to the back of the room and tell me, Yeah. Or, or, or Sister Chim. Kumasi. No, 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 no. He by self, he hears, Push. He will say, Hey, New York, I'm coming. <laughs> hey, he said, I'm coming. New York, ah, my life is better. better. True of us. Yeah. When we come to church, we question the pastor. Who, who, who is this? And he said, let me tell you something. Let me tell you the truth. Nobody who preaches here is bigger than your pastor. I'm more important than your pastor. We are not important to. He has given us a red carpet to stand here. I'm telling you. One day I had, I had, I had a, a church that bought a car for a visiting pastor. Meanwhile, their pastor they didn't have a car. You don't understand it. You don't understand. That's why. You see, there's nobody greater or more important than Reverend Ismaila in this place. That's why we must honor him and thank God for his life. And you see, don't question you to receive him as God gives to you. Bible said that, and he shall give you pastors, Jeremiah 3 verse 15, he shall give you a pastor after his own heart. You see, if God was to ask you a question that, uh, can you, can you, you will not choose the pastor you have. You will not, I don't think he's going ask you. If, if he stands for an election, he will lose. Yeah, every pastor, if somebody, they'll vote you out. Yeah. <laughs> that decide whether I want to. You, you vote him out. But God doesn't need your opinion. God gave him to you. And your job is to say that, Reverend Smala, we are with you. We are going to fight the devil. We are going to fight with you. Yeah. Isaiah said that, I and my sons are for signs and wonders. Say amen. So thank God for the man of God that you have. And support him. How many agree with what I'm saying? Yeah, and you see, your life will be better if, if, you, if you take that stance. Say amen. Now, so don't serve God based on a situation. Serve him from your heart. Don't serve God for money. Don't serve God for different things. Some of you, you, you keep joining the church because you were, you were chasing a girl. I mean, that's why you are in the church. You, you, are, you, are, you are timing some girl and, and, and joining the leaders who will give you the, the special privilege to be close to the leader. And you're sitting by her, even right now as I'm talking. <laughs> you, you know, no, that girl, you know, I have to get close to. So you, you, you know, you are glad to serve God because of a girl. I mean, it won't last. You don't last at all. Number three, non situational friendship commitment. 
non-situational. Are you there? First Samuel 20 verse 17. First Samuel 20 verse 17. Now, and Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Amen. I said amen. amen. Now, the next level, which is higher than the situational friendship commitment, is the known situational friendship commitment. Amen. Now, you can see that there are also two types of, of friends. One is situational. One is not situational. You know, you, you, the, your friends, it's not everybody that you, you do things for, true or false. There are some you make extra sacrifices for. Some too, I mean, it's just hello, hi, amen, but it's not like a serious friend. You understand? So now this type of, of, of commitment happens when people serve God or are committed to God, not based on any situation. Now when you read the, the verse that we are saying here, now, Jonathan should have been David's enemy. True or false? Well, see, Jonathan's father wanted to kill David because he wanted the, 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 the throne to go to his son, Jonathan. So if there's anything, Jonathan should be against David. But Bible says that Jonathan loved David as he loved his own soul. So his love for David was not based on the condition. Are you listening to me? So you can get to this point where now you are committed to God, not based on any situation. You are, you are just there. You just love the Lord. And let me tell you something. If you are serving God, then I want you to just decide to love God. Don't love God because of what he will give you. Some of you, you are, you are here because of what you will get from God, like, like God has given you. What about if he doesn't give you? Yeah, that's what the three Hebrew men said. That. Even when he will not save us, we will not bow. <laughs> are you listening to me? So check your heart. So some of you see your commitment to God, God is based on something. Maybe your husband or your wife or something or your children, something. But you see, you must decide that, listen, you're going to serve God, not based on a particular situation in your life. You know, one, one day there was a pastor of a certain church outside Ghana. And then I had a church member in the church. And she was not com- committed. But she, she had a, a beloved, beloved fiancé who came to, went to Ghana for Bible school. So when the beloved came to Ghana for Bible school, suddenly she became very serious. Yeah. She started coming for, for, for weekday service. And listen, if you are here, you don't come to church on weekday. Today is the last day. Are you listening to me? Today is the last. You, see, you, you can't go far with God eh, if you don't come to church. Coming to church eh, will make you grateful. I am preaching today because I've gone to church for years. That is 21 years. Yeah, I've been sitting for 21. I've been going to church every day. Are you listening to me? Now, come. you see, it's very important to go to church. You know, when Judas died, they wanted a replacement for him in Acts chapter 1. Now, for, for such a, a post, what are the qualifications? We should have somebody who can speak in tongues. Like Paul. Paul said that I speak in tongues more than you all. See, for someone to make that statement, eh? it's a very serious statement. <laughs> Do you understand me? Yeah, you can't even say that I pray more than everybody in the church. You can't even say that when a pastor is there. <laughs> True or false? You can't easily say it. But I said, Paul wasn't chosen. Yeah. They said, we want somebody who was in church the day that John the Baptist was baptizing Christ till the day that we saw Christ go up. He said, we want somebody who was in church. Oh, he didn't miss church. He tells you that Church coming is very important too. I'm telling you. So as you are there, you don't come. Sunday service, you don't come. You see, you don't become anything. I'm telling you. Prayer meetings, you don't come. You don't come on fasting. When you're fasting, we don't see you at all. Yeah, you don't come. You only come on Sunday morning. Say, oh, Sunday, I'm giving myself holy. You're a bad Christian. Yeah. They said, we want somebody who was in church. Or the person was in church sitting there. As they were baptizing our savior. And the person was down in every service. That means, see, he saw the blind eye do. He saw different miracles. He said, to the day that our master went to up, up. This is the person that we are looking for. He said, they found two people. And they chose one. So I'm advising you that, listen, 
from today, don't joke with your church service attendance. Church, Sunday or weekday, you must be there. Because one day you'll be surprised that you'll be a pastor some, somewhere. Eh? And you, you ask that, so what was Reverend Ismaila preaching on a Tuesday? What do I preach? That's when you see that, ah, you, you, you'll be looking for your notes. And there'll be no notes. You only have Sunday notes. <laughs> yeah. Church, don't joke with it. I'm telling you, to make you a great person. I have gone to church for years. That's why I'm a pastor today. Yeah. Church attendance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so I'm saying that. So that, that sister, she became very active. You see her, you see her alone, you see there's some aura surrounding her, suddenly. So one day we were there and we asked her, and she, she became a she joined a leadership uh, meeting, and she became a leader. You see her at fasting time, every time she was there. So one day we asked her a question, that sister, um, your ascent is very, the way you have ascended the throne is very fast. I sure it's not because of this guy who is going to, going to Bible school. She said, me? No. No. Me. I love God. God is my everything. This is my life. I'll, you know how ladies talk. I'll live for God. I'll serve God. You know, I love God. Me, I know God before I met that guy. We said, are you sure? I said, oh, yes, I'm sure. God is my everything. We said, okay. And we told her, time will tell. So one day we were somewhere. Then we heard that the boys sent a WhatsApp message to the girl that listen, me and you, it's over. Hey! So we're all watching. We're all watching to see the sister who said that, you know, God is my everything and I'll live for God. So we're watching to see the, her reaction. Suddenly, she, she stopped coming for. It's the way she ascended up or the same way she descended down. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I said, now she, you won't see a leadership meeting. It went down until we don't see her even in the church again. I'm telling you. So when the thing is gone, eh, will you still come? Some of you are here. You, all you are waiting for is break time. Because you saw in the program that there are, there are snacks today. Eh? <laughs> there are snacks. So you are waiting for that. Pastor, hurry up. Eh? I, I can't wait for the break time. No way, break time will almost be here. Because when you miss that snack, you don't have food to eat. So you are here because you want to feel this, this your, your, your uh, Liberia, they call it goal in Liberia. They call it goal, goal. You don't feel your goal with, with the snack. <laughs> you, your serving God must not be based on a situation. You understand? Like, for instance, many, many of you, you are in the church. You see, you were a very lovely person before. Now, you become cold in the church. Yeah. You are very nice. Now, now you don't talk to anybody. You have told yourself that you don't want any trouble again in this church. Yeah? This church has called you too many troubles. Now, you don't want to... You see, you, you have changed. <laughs> yeah, and, and you see, when things happen, your commitment to God must still be the same. Hallelujah. You know, at the point in our church, when we were in I mean, they came to uh, attack us in a church. Yeah. And you see, after that, they, they attacked us. The, the fair weather committed people, they disappeared. The fair weather situation, they disappeared for a while. And they came when things had come down. They came back. But the people who were, who were committed said, listen, we are going to be here, we are going to be here forever. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. You might decide that nothing will take you away from serving God. Say amen. amen. So I'm asking you a question that what, what, what is controlling your serving of God? What is it? And the last one is marital commitment. Say marital commitment. Romans 7 verse 4. How many are learning something? Now, Romans 7 verse 4. Are you there? Get there quickly and let's read. Now, wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, 
that you should be married to another, even to him that is raised, who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Say amen. Now, the last type of commitment is the marital commitment. And listen, this is the highest level of commitment you can exhibit in a church. So I want to encourage you that, you see, I want you to lift up your, your commitment to the marital commitment. Now, in the marital commitment, we preach permanence, true or false. I mean, you can't marry and you're thinking about divorce. You no, know, one day a certain, certain uh, man was going to marry a certain lady. And then he, he spoke to his father. And the father told him that, you know, this traveler you are going to marry, eh? one day when you die, your properties will go, will go to your, 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 uh, your uncle's children, whatever, your, your brother's children or something. So don't go. Then the guy told the father, listen, after I'm talking to you, you are thinking about divorce. You never, I'll never talk to you about this my marriage again. Then that's why he didn't talk to the man again about his marriage. Till so you got married and finished the marriage. Yeah, because how are you thinking about divorce when I'm not going to get married? <laughs> that's why if you're in a church and you're a sister here, you must not choose, choose by heart. Hey! Because when you go and bring the brother, we'll marry you. And when we marry you, we'll encourage you to stay in a marriage. Yeah, I'm telling you. If you might marry a monkey, we'll advise you that brother or sister plants banana trees in your house. So when a monkey is jumping from one tree to that, you'll be throwing, hey, monkey, take banana, monkey. Yeah. I'm telling you, so you see ladies, when you see a Christian girl fall in love with a Muslim, and you know, remember, you know, Muslims are, 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 are more romantic. Hey! If you will say, stay there, hey, we'll, uh, we'll preach permanence to you, I'm telling you. You see, you, 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 when you see Christian girls, eh, you see their maturity when you see the one they're getting married to. You see them walking around, I love God. But see, you see their friends, you see that, ah, this one, you see a Rasta man or somebody, say, ah, this guy, this is what the person believes in. The one, the certain sister, is going to get married in our church. So when the pastor asks the sister, the sister, he, is he a Christian? She said, oh, he's an American. <laughs> then the pastor, listen, is he a Christian? He said, oh, but he, he, it's almost like America, America is close to be a Christian. It's like, it's like America is somewhere close to whatever. Is he a Christian? You, you see Christian girls, some of you, 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 the guys that you are talking to, you know the guy is not a believer. And, and, you, are, and you see, when, when you fall in love, eh, you must know that nobody can talk to you. Hey, when you fall in love, eh, you will hear anything. Oh. You have no idea. That's why you must protect yourself and fall into the love. Because oh. <laughs> uh, pastor will say you will never hear. So marriage is permanent. You are going to be inside forever. So if you marry a tiger, expect tigerish behaviors. Hey, brothers, you see, when you see, see the ladies here, you must, you, must, you must look at them small. Because some of them, they are, they are tigers. Yeah, some ladies, when you see them, <laughs> some of them, they are serious I guess so. But they have a very nice, nice approach outside. Yeah. You know, one day, I was somewhere, and a certain woman was going to marry a certain man, whatever, whatever they were going to marry. Then they were, when they were going to an engagement, there was, there was a, a disagreement that came up. Do you know what, what the woman did? She took a beer bottle and used it on the man's head. Bye, like that. The man said, ah! He said, oh, sorry, sorry. Then he went to the cotton and he treated the, the saw nicely and put a big plaster on top of the, the man's face. He said, sorry, sorry, you know, sorry, you know. You, you were talking and I had to just, but sorry, you know, sorry. Then after she, she said, Let, let's go and engage me, let's go. Come and see the man. The man was on, until we were following, following the, the woman like that. Hey, she went to, so when they went, they asked, oh, what has happened? The last time we saw the man, he didn't have, I said, oh, when we coming, he fell down. He fell down and I had to treat the wound for them. Yeah, some, some of the girls, they are wild, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, the Christianity has not entered into them. Yeah. <laughs> some of them are more than tigers. 
When you get one in your house, brother, we will encourage you to stay with her. Yeah, yeah we will we'll quote scriptures that will, that will let you stay. <laughs> when you stay and you die, we will bury you. So if you are going to choose, watch carefully before you choose. Yeah, Some of you ladies, we are playing around an unbeliever. Oh, oh, you fall in love and we can't say anything to you. And you see, when you are in a marriage, there are two things you say in a marriage. Number one is that I am here. As we see you getting married, you are, you are going to be there. So in a church like this, you must say in your heart and your mind that I am going to be here. That means everything that is done here, I am going to be here. Whatever happens, I am here. See, when your husband is poor, you must be there. When he has money, you must be there. Oh, you, you can't leave. You see, the marital is stronger. So I'm saying that. So, so as you are there, increase your commitment to the marital commitment. That's what I'm, I'm telling you today. Are you listening to me? Yeah, so, and number two, you said that I am also here forever. So not just being here, but you're also here forever. <laughs> yeah. Many of you are here, but you're not here forever. You, you, have, you have an escape route in your head. That oh, I can join that. If, if I don't like this one, I can join the other branch. You, you, don't, you don't have a, a permanent mind. But when you're in a marriage, it's a permanent thing. We are in it. Yeah, and you see, when you're entering a marriage, sometimes you even wonder why the people are even getting married. I'm telling you, because if you're in a marriage before and you see people going to get married, don't you pity them? Because you know that they'll, they'll go and see. You know. That's what they were to say, you don't, don't know, you don't know, you don't know. I, that's what they say, you don't know, I said, I'm going to marry. You don't know, you don't know. That's what became, don't know, don't know. <laughs> so they are saying, don't know. They are saying, you don't know. <laughs> Brother, you don't know. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but as you are going there, you have faith. Two of us. You have faith that, listen, this thing won't work. And you go scriptures. That what God doeth is forever. Hey! So in a church like this, you must also have faith. When we say go and start a fellowship, you must have faith. Say amen. You must have faith when they're preaching. Amen. You see, many of you, you are going to become pastors after this meeting, I'm telling you. God is going to set you on a journey to becoming a pastor. I'm telling you. You see, you must have faith. You know, Bishop used to tell us that we would be pastors many years ago. When I looked at myself and then title called pastor, I said, it can't be me. I said, me? No, no, no. He said we should write it in our book that I'm a pastor. Today, I'm a pastor today. And I also want, want to try you today. Write in your that I'm a pastor. And he said, listen, I'm saying I've been a pastor. He said, next stage, oh. It's the next level of becoming committed to God. That's all. I see you becoming pastors. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And you see, the Bible said that, that we, we should bring forth fruit unto God. Now, the only place where God expects fruit is in a marriage. Yeah. So many of you, you don't have fruit for God because you are not, see, the, the connection to, to, to the church and to the pastor is not deep. Yeah. You must, you must be married to God, married to the pastor, and married to the, I'm not saying go and replace the wife. I'm saying that I'm talking about something spiritual. No, they, when they say you should go and replace the wife and marry the pastor. <laughs> I didn't say that. But you must be married to the church, to God, and then to the pastor. I'm telling you. Think of a spiritual thing. And, and Bible is saying that, that we should bring forth what? Fruits. So, so the reason why you don't have fruits today, Christian sister, is because your connection is not deep. Care. Yeah. See, if you want to see fruits, eh? we are going to have church tomorrow, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, so when you come just tomorrow, sit down and during the service, look around. around eh? That's where you see fruits. That's, that's where some of you, you see, there's nobody you have brought here. Nobody. Meanwhile, you have friends who don't know God. You have friends who, who are in the house when you are going to church on Sunday. You say, Charlie, I'm going. So, oh, please pray for me. That's, that's all you know. You're a bad Christian. Since you became saved, how many fruits do you have? You know, there's a special verse that we all quote when, when we are chasing God for things. You know that verse? John 15, verse 16. Hmm? Well, the last part of the verse says that, that whatsoever shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So when you go, say, oh, you know, Bible says, shall we pray? Bible said, whatsoever shall ask the Father in my name, eh, he may give it to you. But I see, you are only quoting the B part. The first part says that, I have ordained you 
And uh, so, so you shouldn't should even wait literally. Don't wait for any, any person to say you're a pastor. You're already a pastor. God has ordained you. He has made you a reverend minister already. Isn't it the Bible? Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm not trusting me, isn't it? But what? And what? Yeah. So that means God has made you a reverend minister. Don't wait for anything else. <laughs> then he says that, what? That you should go and what? And your food. Then, then the last, last part, which you quote, eh? the last part that you quote, that whatsoever, is, is, is linked on you bearing fruits. So you see, God even has even connected our, 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 our prayers being answered to us bearing fruits. Are you listening to me? So you see, God, God is expecting us to bear fruit. So. Um, that, that's the only way we can have a lot of people in the church. So as you can see that you are reverence fruit, now I'm going to believe God that you too, we are going to see your fruits. And we are going to see your fruit. And see, it's the connection must go deeper. You must be connected. And see, if you see a, a young lady, I mean, is this day that you see people having, have, uh, 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 having sex before marriage? Yeah, but I mean, not everybody does I know. But you see, if you see a young lady, she will not be prepared to remove her different accoutrements. You know accoutrements? Eh? She will not be ready to remove her different things to show her nakedness until you marry her. These days, people do that without marriage. And I, I call those girls cheap girls. If you are here and you are like that, you are a cheap girl. And I don't have any apology. You are a cheap girl. We can sell you. We can sell you. We can sell you 15 CDs. I'm telling you. Because when it's time for the guy to get married, he will not marry you. He will go and marry a Christian sister who doesn't even for fornicate. I don't know what I've been saying. saying. What are I saying? Yes, but so I'm saying that a, a girl should not easily be removing her panties and things for boys without a certain type of commitment. And Bible is saying that at that place, that is where fruits are born. So your fruitlessness is because you are not connected. You are, your connection is not deep. And see, when I even look at you, some of you, you are not even benefiting from the pastor that you have in the house. You are too far away. You don't listen to what he says. You don't even know who he is. You don't even know what it stands for. <laughs> when you, you see members, when they are traveling, eh, they just get up like a bullet and they go to Kumasi. Meanwhile, you have a pastor in the house. And some people will call him from outside the church and receive, but you, 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 you will not call for prayers. Or even advice. You see, you see people making mistakes. Eh, you see, some of you are there and some boys are around you. You can't even say, Pastor, this boy is proposing to me. Should I say yes or no? Because see, when God gives you a pastor like this, eh, he, he, he gives you somebody who, who can counsel you and advise you. You know, one of the words, words that the word El Shaddai was brought out from eh, is a Hebrew word called Shad. Eh, and the Shad typifies a being eh, which has breast on it. Are you listening to me? So that's why we call God El Shaddai because the children need breast. So when you have a pastor like this, he has different breasts on him spiritually. And if you're a child, you must get connected to the breast and get your feeding. So many of you, you are making mistakes and you are doing something bad because you're not connected. I'm telling you, so you see, you can't be here and then you are not benefiting from the pastor that you have. It's, it's an error. Rather, join somewhere else and go and benefit. But if you are here, I want you to benefit from the gift that you have here. Bible said, and he gave some pastors. So God has given him to you. I don't listen to what I'm saying. So you see, many of us are, are, are not connected. So you see, your connection is what is not making you bear fruits. I can't be here if I'm not connected to, to Bishop. I can't be here. You see, what he's doing, what I'm doing is his job. But you see, because I'm connected, this is as a result of what. Last week, when, 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 when Takradi, yeah, when, when Kojo Chrome were climbing his Kojo Chrome, uh, 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 where again? Kojo Chrome, uh, and went to where? Second year, climbing hills. Yeah, preaching around. Yeah, because I am connected. That's why I can be here. See, I can't do it if I'm not connected. So it's the reason why you don't have this because you're not connected to the pastor. You're not connected. If you are connected, then the, 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 the anointing will flow onto you. I'm telling you. And you see, for, for, for him to build this, it tells you the anointing on his life. I'm telling you, you should be putting your hands together for the Lord. I'm telling you. So I'm saying, I see, when anybody comes here, don't be deceived. He, he's the most important person, not us. We are. After today, I'm gone. But he's the one here. That's why, I see, if, if, if a church like this doesn't honor the pastor, the church is cursed. 
I'm telling you, if you have a pastor that you don't honor like this, who will give his life for the work and you don't honor him, you'll be cursed. When I say honor, I'm talk, talk, talking about, about seeing him as the way you have to see him. You know, Bishop was saying recently, you're talking about different stages of honor, Bishop Doug. And he said the last stage eh, is when you honor somebody when a person can't even hear or see. Because yeah. see, I've always believed that this work that I'm doing, you see, God, God, God told me that take the books and teach them. That's what God told me. You see, and every time I preach, I thank God for his life. And I've always believed that it was a form of honor till he said it. <laughs> yeah. He, he, nobody even knows who your pastor is. In your office, nobody knows whether, whether you even have a pastor or not. They don't even know. Because the way you behave in the office, you don't look like you have a pastor. It's true. That's my pastor. <laughs> that, I, that's my pastor, yes. <laughs> hey! The way you behave in there, some of you, you join discussions about girls, about condoms, different in your office. In your office. You don't even know that you're even a Christian. But I see that time has passed in the name of Jesus. We are getting to a time where we are going to be committed to God. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that at this level, this is where fruits come out. And let me tell you, we are going to an era where we all, everybody here will bear fruits. I said everybody here will bear fruits.